Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way. Because I am running. I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So... The Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. And as Prestige Worldwide said right before we started... Nothing has changed. The Kansas City Chiefs are still the champion. We got Prestige, Damn LJ, it. Uncle Tony here. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's going on? Was there, LJ, I'll start with you just real quick. Was there any doubt in your mind after the 49ers kicked a field goal in that overtime and they kicked the ball back off to the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes? Like, it just felt like the the collective viewing audience like, oh, it, whether you know, you're rooting for it or not, you're like, actually, he's about to go down there and score a touchdown. That's I what he's going to do. I believe in the 49ers, and it's because I read the same rule, bo- rule book that they'd read. Um, I was pretty <laughs> sure once time expired, they were screwed. And so I thought, I mean, it turned out they got it before the clock expired anyway. But uh, I totally misread the rules, um, and uh, I thought the Niners were going to win it on time. And uh, that uh, certainly did not happen. Um, damn it. Damn it, Patty. Well, so there's a lot to 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 discuss, but I think the first we can, we'll have plenty of time to read off uh, stupid stats that'll make LJ mad about Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and how awesome he is. But first, Tony, the playoff, or I mean the overtime there, the I, I feel like the overwhelming conversation coming out of the Super Bowl is did the 49ers screw things up? Basically, the Super Bowl rules are different than the other rules. Well, I think the playoff rules, right? But we didn't have an overtime in all of the playoffs. Okay. And so when the 49ers typically getting the ball first is the obvious thing, because if you get the ball first, go down and score a touchdown, you win the game. It's over. But they changed the rule to where no matter what, the other team at least gets the ball. So, Tony, it felt like the 49ers were maybe not all aware that was the rule. And it felt like the Chiefs were all very aware. First, yeah, LJ, what, what you got? Well, say? I want to add that that that's not exactly what the. I think everybody knew that the no matter what the Niners did, whether it's touchdown or not, the Chiefs would get the ball. I think the question is whether or not we expected that their first possession would be able to finish, no matter well, what. I, Kyle, there is a mic'd up of Kyle Juszczyk who admittedly said after the game, like, I was not aware of those rules. And there's a mic'd up where, like, they win the toss and they're kind of getting ready to go back on the field. And he goes, like, they, they catch him going, bro, did you know if we score a touchdown, they still get the ball? Okay, so th- well, that's... And that was before the coin toss, or that's after the coin toss. Like, they, they realize, oh, I did not realize that was a thing. And then there's clips of basically all the... Che- Chris Jones even saying they were... Talking about it pre, like yeah. in training camp, they did like classes where they're like, if this situation comes up. So, Tony, tell me your thoughts on that. Was that a colossal screw up? Is it just we always find something to nitpick? Like, what do you think about the overtime decisions by both teams? No, the coaching I, decisions. Yeah, there. no. Well, there's a lot. There was a lot going on in the <clears throat> the um, overtime coaching decision wise that I thought were good and bad. But I I didn't necessarily think that the the Forty ers taking the ball. Uh, first had anything to do with anything but them wanting to go blitz a really tired defense. And in, in overtime, if they take the ball, they're giving their defense another five or 10 minutes to rest. And I'm think I thought when they took the ball, they thought, okay, we're going to go score. And then we're going to force them to try to score a touchdown to beat us. And I, I think that's what they were. They were thinking is that look, our defense is fresher than their defense is, and that's now 
right or wrong, and as it turned out, they were wrong. But when they they <laughs> well, chose so to take the bumper, do you think that's, that's a what bad? I thought they were doing. Easy. Obviously, we can go twenty twenty. It's a bad decision about how things played out. But do you think that was the correct decision, Tony? Because I, I think I know where Prestige is going because I see some of no, his head nods and head shakes. Absolutely not. I, I no. If it were Wait. me, I would say you know, hell, we're in the last game of the season and another quarter. It doesn't matter how tired these guys are; they're going to play. And so, no, I would not have. I would have deferred. LJ, were you oh, about to jump in there? Yeah, no, or? I'm going to 100% agree with that. I was trying to make sure that we were uh, asking the question that we all were asking. But uh, but I 1,000% agree with that. I think the idea is that the Niners had decisions to make on fourth down. The Chiefs, they were going for it on fourth down. I mean, there were no options. So you go from having three downs to get a first down every every 10 yards or having four downs to get a first down every 10 yards. And so the advantage is always to defer. So I'm, I'm going to hard agree with Tony on that. Jacob, it looks like you're saying the same. Yeah. I, it's funny. Cause I've, I've listened to all the mic'd up sessions now and all the stuff. And it, it's almost, it's almost like they screwed up and then they're telling everybody, Oh, it was to rest or like, it was that like, Oh, they caught me like making a mistake. So I'm just going to make up this excuse. If we were wanting to rest our defense, it's a good excuse. If you have to well, find and I something, say, uh, but our, our homie Romo did like that was immediately. He yeah. said like, that's what we're doing is we're trying to take the dagger as quickly as possible. Yeah. But they didn't get the dagger. They got a little, uh, butter knife. Yeah. Uh, but to LJ's point, I a hundred percent agree. It's, it's better to be, to defer. Cause then you know, a hundred percent what you have to do. And if you have to go score, you know, you have to go for and fourth down. And it's not even a difference on your fourth down play. It's a difference on your second down play and your third yeah, down play. Third down, yeah. Knowing knowing you have that extra down that you have. Knowing you're in four down territory. Third. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I think deferring is 100% what, what you should do in that situation. Well, it's just like college football. I mean, I know, they're, I know they're slightly different, but both teams get a chance. You'd rather be second to know. Do I need a field goal? Do I need a touchdown? And like there was that fourth and one, which it was fourth and one. So the Chiefs might have gone for it regardless, but it's fourth and one midfield ish out of field goal range. And they may have punted that if that would have been the first <clears> drop. But since they knew we have to score, they went for it. So now you got the best quarterback on the planet with four drop, four downs to kill you instead of three. And that that's where you lose it. And then it feels, and I think this is where. So, well, let's uh, we'll we'll get to the decisions made poster bowl with maybe a defensive coordinator being scapegoated there by the younger Sh- Shanahan. But the other turning point, I think, in the game, Tony, a little earlier, at least one I want to touch on, just because I know we were all watching this guy because he's an Arkansas alum with Dre Greenlaw. One, just the way he's hurt yeah. running onto the field, like not even a, a football play. Yeah. But yeah. then, too, I, I have to go pull it back up, but – it's felt like in the first quarter, Dre Greenlaw was having a good first quarter. Like I was like, man, he's in on every single tackle. This guy, and I, of course, like I just said, I'm watching him a little closer because I'm, I'm invested in Dre Greenlaw. But then there was a stat on basically the the target, the, his replacement, and what the targets were. I'm trying to go find it. Okay, mm, once it Dre wrong. Greenlaw went down, once Greenlaw went down, Oren Burks filled in for him, and while he was in, there were nine targets, nine catches allowed, one touchdown. 134.7 passer rating when targeted. So, I mean, he was just, they were like, oh, Greenlaw's out. We're about to cook well, I, the backup. I'll say, too, that's the thing about Mahomes, right? Is that uh, I, this man is calm, cool, and collected and can see the whole field. Um, and then he has the assets with his legs to change the field when he wants it to. So, um, you have a major injury or like that, he can take advantage. And that's what the fourth quarter and overtime were. I mean, that was Patrick Mahomes doing I mean, LJ, that does. That first half was your kind of football game. Oh this thing God, was clunky. It. it was defensive. It was <laughs> ugly. No points. Field goals. Let's go, baby. Like, it's field position football. But um, but you give Patrick Mahomes enough time, he is going to find the the weak link. And uh, the weak link uh, was made pretty obvious um, because it it's – Dre Greenlaw is great. He's he's a great football player. He's aggressive. He's, he's a little crazy. Um, but he's a great football player. And – so yeah. it's a big deal to lose. Tony, I heard I heard LJ just mentioned the field goals. Did did someone tell us there might be a lot of field goals in this game? I mean, Somebody we get stuff wrong, that. but when someone's right, I'd like to you know give a pat yeah. on the back. For, for <laughs> yeah, Uncle Tony. I liked that. I, I that was good. That was good for me in my pocketbook. And uh, <laughs> I you know it, that was a good deal. I, I'll say this about the first half. Uh, you know, it, it, and we'll, we'll talk about what happened uh, a couple of days after this this game with. Steve Wilkes, but 
I have yet to if see. If you want to get into it, we can get into it. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Because I'm going to make this. This is the statement I think that, that really makes you go, hmm, on that. For the first half, I don't, I've don't. i never seen Patrick Mahomes more um, hesitant than I saw him Agreed. in this game. Agreed. He could not. He could not read the defense. They well, were. And they had so Chase much. Chase Young in that front four was playing like the front four we thought they were. They were yeah. getting pressure on him. With it's four. because, but but if you watch, Mahomes was pulling the ball back. He always he always has. He knows exactly where people are going to be and when they're going to be there. And he that's why he's very rarely sacked is because he gets rid of the ball to make sure it doesn't happen. But San Francisco ran a phenomenal scheme in the first half. And I, it, at least in this defensive secondary, they had Patrick Mahomes confused and hesitating. That has never happened in the playoffs. And so it was a great job. In the second half, whether it was Greenlaw or not, they've got another guy named Fred Warner who's pretty damn good. Yep. And just because Dre Greenlaw goes out, I'm not going to say that that was the reason. I think Mahomes, given the halftime, and a 30-minute halftime because Usher was moving around on the field. <laughs> I think that they had time to figure out, okay, what are they doing? Let's look at the film. Let's break this down. And and they finally figured out how to get Kelsey loose uh, underneath. And I think that – and then they got the deep pass. And so I think that that was, that was the difference to me. But the first half, phenomenal defensive uh, strategy by the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, and Jacob will know this as well as anybody, but – that's kind of what Mahomes does. Like you're just you're. It's going to be hard to trick a guy that good and that smart for a full four four quarters. He'll start to figure it out. I mean, that's why I don't remember what the there's been like. I, I can't remember the exact stat. I think it's like five ten point uh, comebacks in the Super Bowl. Mahomes and the Chiefs have come back from ten or more in all three Super Bowls that they have. Because like I think you can trick Mahomes, but it's hard to keep tricking him. It's the same way it was hard to keep tricking Tom Brady. It's these guys are gonna figure figure you out. They have a they, they process fast. Same, I think Andy Reid's part of that too. I mean, what do you think about uh, Jacob about their figuring things out in the second? What, what not from the start of the second half because Mahomes threw one right, of the worst yeah. interceptions I've seen him throw <clears throat> to start the second half. Yeah, no, I think this game definitely came down to what I thought it honestly would, which would be coaching and adjustments. Um, the 49ers were clearly were dominating. I think at the line of scrimmage for the first half of the game. And then you gave them a 30 minute halftime and one team came out a little more, just a little more prepared than the other. And then over time, they were just a little more prepared than the other. Um, I think it came down to coaching. Andy Reid and them schemed up something great for Patrick Mahomes, getting Travis Kelsey loose, like you said. Um, yeah, I think they made the right adjustments. I mean, it took time. violence to get him there. You know, he had to. I mean, he chose <laughs> violence. And he, <laughs> so. <laughs> well, and so you're talking about coaching and let's give. A, a tip of the cap to Spagnola, who I, the Chiefs smartly uh, extended that guy for a. I, I, he basically should have a lifetime contract well, until he's ready to play. And call I want to throw out I saw a stat that they had uh, played just straight man up like some 70% of that game, which is the well, most that's what, that a Spags yeah. uh, Chiefs team has ever played. Yeah. Um, and they came out with a different defense than the 49ers were expecting, and uh, it, it threw them for a loop. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, There's well, no and it was mentioned. Yeah, go ahead. Tom. I mean, I'll just I'll just say that the, yeah, the man coverage too. That seventy percent is actually like the opposite of the NFL, where I think the NFL runs seventy percent zone coverage most yeah. teams, which I believe the 49ers did a lot of in this game, which is what was tricking Mahomes. I think because they had they were getting pressure with just four, so he's like, oh crap, there's seven dudes out there that I have to account for, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't answer for it in the first half. But I think defensive wise, defensive line was getting pressure in the second half for the Chiefs. Karlofkas, I think, is going to be a great defensive end um, for his time uh, for where they was drafted as well, first round pick. So I'm I'm very impressed with the Chiefs' defense in that secondary. What I'd say too well, that, so that you would expect those numbers, LJ. Go ahead. Those numbers are the Chiefs played men on 60 percent of dropbacks in the Super Bowl. That's the highest rate by any Chiefs Spags team. Previous high was 52 percent against the Broncos in 2020. Ugh. They've only had four games in total over 50%. So they they basically threw a changeup. And I saw someone saying Spags was the only one that had the balls to do this. Part of that's true, I think. Part of it's also Legereus Need and McDuffie, too. McDuffie was so good. They, they, they were eight, one, they got challenged on the outside. And they took they, they they accepted the challenge and were successful throughout the game. Ill. Well, and you got to think too that uh, playing man versus playing zone is going to be more physically intensive because you got to run wherever your boy's going, no matter what he's doing. Um, whereas the zone, it's like you know, I'm covering this portion of the field, 
And so I, you know, that even plays too why the 49ers thought the Chiefs defense was absolutely exhausted, but they weren't. They came in and messed up the mind state of the the 49ers backfield, the 49ers coaching, and uh and it it, it showed. I mean, I I'm not gonna say uh, the, the, the chiefs as a team won that super bowl, but Spags has a huge part in it. Um, and well, deserves whatever he gets next. 100%. And then the first play after the two minute warning in the fourth quarter. So it's 16, 16, the, the 49ers are driving and they're looking like they're either going to get a field goal or touchdown, but it's third and four. If they get a first down there, they basically can run out most of the clock and get a field goal and win this thing. And then Spag switches it up, and McDuffie comes on a perfectly timed blitz, mm-hmm. and they throw an incomplete pass. Right. So not only it's incomplete, <laughs> so it stops the clock, and they kick a field goal, and now you got Patrick Mahomes has two minutes to go get a field goal. Spags was great. That defense also, though, stepped up big. And even Chris Jones, I mean, that that dude might not be four quarters. Like, like At one point, at Aaron Donald's best, he was just wrecking the game for four quarters. Chris Jones might not always wreck. He's, he's good all four quarters. But when fourth quarter shows up, it seems like every game there's a there's a play where you're like, ah, there's there's him making that play you need him to make. Yeah, I agree. And, and shout out real quick to Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins uh, for all those draft picks. Uh, Trent McDuffie, <laughs> Rasheed Rice, Sky Moore. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sky Moore? You're, th- you're thinking well, him for Sky I, he, Moore? He's uh, on the team. He's on the team. He made he's the running cut. Around. He made the cut. He is. Kadarius Tony's on the team as well. So I guess, yeah. Let's. <laughs> well, he didn't come he's from that trade, but I'm just, I'm just saying. I'll Not take McDuff, McDuffie and <laughs> Rasheed Rice. Came. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. There you go. There I just love, so that draft was really good. They had a really good draft where they did Carl Loftus and McDuffie. But the fact that Scott Moore says a second rounder on there, you're like, boy, if you'd have got a good second rounder, that draft would be historic draft. Yeah. 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 I, so I, two things I wanted to say, and, and Jacob called this out last week um, on the pre Super Bowl Prior podcast, is that, you know, the, the Chiefs played a bend don't break uh Defense and he, we thought, yeah, they're going to have their way in the middle of the field, but it's going to be tough for them to score touchdowns. And that was never more true than this game. I mean, they really he nailed that. That's exactly the the thought. And so the 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 man stat is interesting because I'd say this: they made a decision to let Christian McCaffrey have his day. So when you play man defense like that in the secondary with five men deep, uh, five men man to man, McCaffrey man to man is going to get five six yards, right? You're, he's going to get it. And then you get inside the 20 or get closer in. And that's when you could start to clamp down. And he does, they don't, you don't have to play the backside. They're not running the deep routes and your players are there up to the corners are up to make a defensive stop on the, in the run. And that happened. McCaffrey had what, a hundred and something yard total yards combined. He had 80, he had 80 rushing and 80 receiving. So 160. I thought so. That's what, so between the twenties, he did that. And, um, I thought that was a, that was a brilliant um, strategy uh, because they kept him from getting in the end zone. So that to me was the deal. And last thing, Kansas City didn't have the best defense; they had the most timely defense. And and you y'all called it. I mean, you couldn't play Madden a thousand times and dial up that blitz with McDuffie. Caught them behind. That was such a phenomenal play. I that took such guts to say this is it. And um and but every time they needed a two or three yard loss uh play, they got it. Every time they needed a broken pass, they got it. And that to me was what was amazing about that defense. The timing they had and the planning, it was just just great. I've never seen a better game plan than that. But they San Francisco has more talent on their defense, even without Greenlaw. But I think the Chiefs just what I want to say. Can I add to that that I feel like a thing that might have happened is that you see the Chiefs defense being a squad, a no name squad, um, whereas you see the 49ers defense being a lot of big names. And so you see things like uh, Bosa breaking coverage um, and letting up a big fourth down play because he decided to go for the glory and chase Mahomes. Um, you, I think you see a lot of things that the 49ers did in that game as somebody going for personal glory, whereas you see the Chiefs working as a cohesive unit for four, well, five quarters. Um, and so, I mean, and that's, again, shout out Spags, but it's also, you know, the the probably, you know, 20 men that made up that defensive squad. Um, it's really impressive, really impressive. Yeah, because it almost tricked so, you with McCaffrey because he was just destroying the Chiefs, I felt like, 
between the 20s, and then you look at his yards per carry was like 3.6, and it's because yeah. they just bottlenecked him as soon as he got down there. Um, last thing I'll say is also shout-out to Jawan Jennings. I don't know how you could play a better game as a fourth string or whatever wide receiver he is to throw a touchdown and catch a touchdown in a Super Bowl. Pretty impressive. Wait, so yeah. he like was the second person to do that ever or something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nick Foles. He was, I Nick think, Foles. on pace to oh, maybe be Super Nick. Bowl MVP. I mean, uh, yeah. He and then shout out to any degenerates out there that bet he'd have the first touchdown. Pass oh my god! The yeah, no, they kidding. made cash. <laughs> and then the people that uh, parlayed that with the uh, non-quarterback passing touchdown—I mean, legendary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it. So, so now Shanahan's blown three different games. I think. Let me pull up if I have. There's there was. One of them wasn't as an offensive coordinator, so it's not a, wasn't a head coach for all three. But, but three it was different iconic. Where they. <laughs> Yeah, 28 to 3. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we got it. Teams to hold a double digit lead in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan coach teams are 0 and 3. Every other team is 50 and 3. I'm not blaming Kyle Shanahan completely, but there is, I, I felt like that third quarter, they kind of lost a little bit. They had a couple of different three and outs where they quit running the ball to, to Christian McCaffrey and taking, like you're saying, Tony, the defense was kind of saying, we'll let McCaffrey kind of get some chunks. And yeah. drive on us, but we think we'll tighten up. Well, you keep doing that because you can keep getting threes, and all of a sudden they started throwing the ball a little more. And your best player is Christian McCaffrey. I don't know why how he goes from it was 19 first half touches to three touches in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. What's going I, on there? Yeah, and I'll be so th- that's true. But I think in each one of these losses that Shanahan has had, is he didn't lose it in the second half. He lost it in the first half. And so here's what happened this week. They were it was ten to nothing. It should have been like twenty four to nothing before they kicked that field. There was no reason for them not. They let off the gas. They and he got twenty eight points uh, uh, with the Falcons, and he let off the gas. You've got to understand that you have got to take more chances. And I know you you scored on that. You know Jennings to uh, McCaffrey in a, a trick play. But they were not aggressive. They didn't take chances in the first half when they had the Chiefs reeling. You held the Chiefs' offense <clears throat> to zero points for 27 minutes, and and only had it was had 10 points. That loses the ball game. They he's let off the gas at the wrong time. He he should have been more aggressive in the first half, and that's what I think caused him to have problems in the second. And we we saw that against Detroit. In the game before, he got back aggressive in the second half and came back and won it. But where was those aggressive plays in the first half? That's what I didn't understand. I like Shanahan. Think he's a good coach and think he'll end up getting the Super Bowl. But that I really just that, that's another reason why I just felt like Steve Wilkes getting scapegoated as the he's no longer the DC. And then a couple of the players yeah. said we weren't prepared for the the option that Mahomes ran. Like Wilkes did. A fairly good job. Like they held the Chiefs to twenty five, which I know twenty five is not a small number, but I mean it's Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They only had two touchdowns as a team. Uh, Wilkes, I thought, did an okay job for two and a half quarters. Did a great job, and then he started to get rocky there in the fourth. But that was more Mahomes making incredible plays, I think, than Wilkes just getting out coached. Yeah, what's his name? Kyle yeah. Shanahan's the one that has all pros all over the field in Debo, IU, George Kittle, McCaffrey. I mean. I don't know. I just I don't like that Wilkes was like it just felt like they're basically scapegoating him by letting him go a couple on, days after. Honestly, because honestly, if you if you score any points, actually to back because it went into overtime, any points off the two turnovers, then you're not we're not, then we're not talking about his defense failing. We're talking about them being victors, but because they couldn't score off of a Patrick Mahomes interception, which does not happen in the playoffs. And and a fumble or a fumble by Pacheco, they couldn't score off that, and yet here we are. So, uh, just nuts. This nuts. And, and and so yeah, Jacob said it, and I I'm waiting for it to give us a stat that we didn't know about somewhere in here that tell that that explains why you would you would fire your defensive coordinator three days after you held the Patrick Mahomes the goat. Let's just start. We'll have to start talking about that. To three points in the first half, the the th- I, it's like they got together and had a meeting, and said, "Okay, who? 
let's just think of somebody who who don't you like? Man, I don't like the Wilkes guy. Okay, let's make him the let's make him the go. It's like a okay, that's the guy. Like a, okay, it's like an episode of The Office. They all got together and said, "Well, who do we think we want to do?" Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll think it's funny. Do we let's want to do Brock him. Purdy? No, let's not. No, not Brock him. Purdy. Do we want to go Chase Young? No, let's go Wilkes. The let's guy, go Wilkes. The guy in in four quarter. Well, basically six quarters of football. If you count the five in the Super Bowl and the the last or quarters the the yeah and the fourth quarter against the Detroit Lions basically took two of the best quarterbacks in the league and and had them have one of their worst days. I, what's wrong with that? Well, Why, okay, who, what, it, it right. just you it want, just you wasn't. Want, and, and you want and, to and like pop in? Here's yeah, here, but here's the thing. This is the thing that really made me mad about Shanahan. I thought he was a cool dude. You can tell the drinks started kicking. I thought he was a cool dude, but then he says it just wasn't a good fit. Now, what a bullshit answer! It just wasn't a good fit. It just might have said, "Man, somebody had to go, and it was him." Man, hey. we took, drew straws. We did something, but don't say it just wasn't a good fit. Prestige. That's, I got a question for terrible. you. How many times did the Chiefs score twenty five or more points this year? Plan. Actually, not too four. Four. Yeah, is the not too many. Actually, it's pretty. Yeah. It's a pretty small number for a defense that is supposed to be the most talented defense. So, like, let's not pretend like that wasn't a poor performance to give up the fourth highest total of what the Chiefs did all year long. All year. Okay. Long. Well, it was also an extra quarter of football. Yeah, we're There's talking about seven this of like those an extra. Quarter. Okay. Well, that's fair. No, that's fair. Um, that's a good point. Let's bump it down to eight nineteen if you want. Okay, but nineteen's not a lot better. I mean, they got a lot of games where they score nineteen. They got so a lot of games. They score nine the against the damn Broncos. So like, you're defending the move of firing Steve. No, Wilkes, I'm just what? saying like I'm it's here? not or? it's not so obvious that like um, the defense absolutely crushed the greatest offense to ever uh, run in the NFL. This is the most mediocre offense the Chiefs have ever put out. And they should have done better against them. They should have. They absolutely should have. So as every other team that played in this playoffs, um, but uh, it's LJ. You want me to tell you why it's a why it's a terrible move? Good teams, they don't start pointing fingers after a loss. They don't instantly try to figure out who lost. They just say we lost. Teams like the Cowboys start pointing fingers and start figuring out who's the scapegoat. And let me tell you, that's a joke of a franchise. The no. Cowboys are a joke. No, no, you don't no. want to be like You're the wrong Cowboys. Because the answer but that's is exactly what Jared. Good teams win. Losing teams have to point fingers. That's the way it works. <laughs> well, so I was going to start that, LJ, with. Well, you see how the Chiefs are. They're just all saying in spags we trust. And I was like, well, that's easy to say when you yeah, win. It's, it's a really lot easier, easier to, to say, say after this. So that's why I Super took Bowls. that yeah. take back. I was no, like, good, I know how good teams are absolutely not going to be pointing the finger because they keep fucking winning. Uh, teams that point the finger are <laughs> like teams that lose. And uh, what are you going to do? Like, what do you, you got? Somebody has got to take the ax for this. You can't just say, well, we'll do it again. The same. We'll just run it again next year. We'll just run it. Same thing. You got to make a move. Um, I don't think they made the right one. But like I can't blame them because if you look at who the Chiefs are this year, the 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 part of the field that should have dominated is the defense, and they did okay. They did okay. Okay, go ahead, um, Tony. Did you? Well, you are you going to yeah. respond to that? Because I yeah. go ahead. Because allow me to retort. I'm fine with <laughs> You're that. You're allowed. I'm fine with that, LJ. Fire him, but don't say it just wasn't a good fit. And this is why I think. Shanahan may be in a little bit of trouble. Man up and say, you know, the defense wasn't what we wanted it to be. It didn't place it, make what we wanted to. We need to make a change. That's fine. That fits exactly what you said. The Kansas City Chiefs should not have been able to score 25 points. They should not have been an opportunity to, to win that ball game, and we failed on the defensive side. Detroit scored too many points against. We never should have been in that situation. I have to come back in the second half. This is not fine. But don't say it just wasn't a good fit. What that tells me is Shanahan is not he he's not taking the authority. He's not being transparent about this, saying we've got to do better. Players hear that. Coaches hear that. Owners hear that. If that to me is the first the first time I've heard that I've seen that little that maybe Shanahan is not one of the next great coaches. And that's what bothers me about it. I think Just not a good fit. I think that's silly because I think you're asking him to be uh, a PR god as well as a good football coach. Like I think, I think he just did. That's what I'm saying. I think just wasn't a good fit, dude. Tell us, t- just say it. Be Rex Ryan. Say, 
asshole didn't do his job. He should have held him to 10 points. Do Say something like that. I respect you. I get it. Just wasn't a good fit. Whatever, man. Okay. Whatever. I think you, you see you see it all the time with these su- <laughs> these superstar teams. Whatever. And this, this is why I think Shanahan is on the hot seat because I don't think John Lynch is going to put up with this shit well, again. I don't know if he's on the hot seat. I I Y'all would not. Sh- I would not shock you if they're going to make if you're going to make this kind of change after the year that that defense just had in the Super Bowl. Then why wouldn't you make the change next year if they do it all over again? Now whose fault is it? If you're gonna make He's this, gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna set this precedent, which is what superstar teams do all the time, I know you haven't been a part of a losing football we, team for about five years, but it, this is how it works. Brother. We see it, we see <laughs> it, we see it across all major sports where there's a superstar team and they fail to make the big shot or they fail to make the big hit or they don't come, they just come up short from winning at all. Who's who's the first person to go that first year they miss? Not usually the head coach; it's somebody else. The next year they they fail, then it's the head coach. I would not Niners shock me if Shanahan have thirty points more often than the than the Chiefs have scored thirty points. What are you it talking about? Not, this like historic defense. They're okay. They're good. They're good, but they are not as good as the that names was the that thing are on this it. whole year. Is that yeah? This whole year the defense hasn't quite been as <laughs> good. They've as given the names up more thirty point it. games than the Chiefs have had thirty point games. Okay, just wasn't a good fit though. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't a good fit. It <laughs> absolutely <laughs> wasn't a good fit. Do you disagree? No, I do, I do disagree. <laughs> He didn't meet the objectives we had for the defense. Okay, so he it's a, it's a grammar problem. We had Got for it. defense. I we should run it through Grammarly first. So, um, <laughs> Uncle Tony, you you were, you were talking about it pulling up stats. I found a stat. It wouldn't pull this one up because I don't think he would like uh, how it goes. But uh, <laughs> Prestige will be a fan of this one. Um, since two, this is per Neil Payne. Since 2001, there have been 120 drives in the NFL postseason where it was at least the fourth where it was at least the fourth quarter. There was under a minute left to play, and the team on offense trailed by seven points or fewer at the start. So they're saying uh, clutch drives, basically. Out of those 125 drives, only 40 percent of them saw the team on offense get the points they needed to tie or take the lead. Some quarterbacks are pretty good at this. Tom Brady went five for 11, 46 percent. Drew Brees went three for six, 50 percent. Patrick Mahomes is seven for seven. He's perfect on those do or die situations. LJ has <laughs> muted his mic and taken off his video. Uh, <laughs> hey, that is John simply Elway's incredible. Now. What's John Elway's numbers? Wait, I'm no, sure they're really good. Also, that was since no, 2001. Sorry, this made me sad because he handed the trophy to Patrick Mahomes. So <laughs> that's perfect, LJ. That segues me. I knew I needed to also have a stat for you after that so we could have a little fun. So let's make fun of the Raiders. So the Raiders in their brand new stadium get to host the Chiefs. So if they could pick any team to win the Super Bowl, that would like any team they would not want to win the Super Bowl, it'd probably be the Chiefs or Broncos. Okay, so at least it's not the Broncos. The Chiefs want it. But then John freaking Elway is the guy delivering the Lombardi to the Chiefs. I, I just feel like Raiders, if LJ was a Raiders fan, his head would have blown I've, off. As a Broncos fan, my head was uh, not doing great, uh, to be honest with you. I know I know. when Elway said I would do this, he expected to be handing it to his coach's son and John Lynch. That's what he expected to be happening. Holy <laughs> shit. And his, and his wide receiver's brother, or son, I mean. Um, yeah. that's what he wanted to have happen is wanted that Bronco connection, but Holy, that was hard to watch. Well, let's keep giving, giving stats that LJ would like most wins ever by a coach quarterback combo in Allegiant stadium. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have five. The next highest is Antonio Pierce and Aiden Collin at four. I like that. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that is just such a kick in the balls like for that. Raiders fans. I like that. I hope uh, the Broncos can be number two on that list next year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else from the Super Bowl besides like, we're, we're getting the halftime show and stuff, but like on the field stuff, is there anything else we missed that we wanted to touch on? I thought Brock Purdy overall played a I decent Brock game. Cur- I mean, Brock Purdy fine. is a good quarterback. I think Brock yeah, he's fine. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He did a I'll good be, job. The I, couple I, of times he didn't have a, like it didn't go off well was because the Chiefs either had a great call or made a great play. Like there, I thought overall he played solid. A couple of times you could see he, he got some balls batted. I think because he's a little shorter, but I mean overall I thought he played well enough to win. Yeah. Fun. You could argue Brock Purdy never walked off the field to play with his team losing. They were winning every time he walked off the field and still ended up losing because that's what happens when you play. Josh Allen's like, yeah, that's what happens when you play Patrick fucking Mahomes. (laughs) (laughs) So I did want to say this. I thought one of the best plays of the game, 
I really thought the Chiefs were in trouble if fourth and one at their what the first in the first fourth down in the overtime. Fourth and one, they're they are not a very good short yardage team, and they had co- really committed to Isaac uh, Isaiah Pacheco uh, as short yards. And I thought, oh, San Francisco's going to dial it up. They're they're going to stop this this dive play for them to run Mahomes around. That was again a really gutsy call. To have the in it from the shotgun, no less, KJ Jefferson style, it, to run out and get that first down, I thought was a really gutsy call. At that point, I thought, oh, this game's over. I really thought that, nope, they don't, nope, nope. And then lo and behold, there's 12 yards, Patrick Mahomes going around the end. A I hate great football. play I hate call. <laughs> great play call. I just, I just, you just can't, a great play call. It's just so funny because LJ hated seeing the Patriots and Tom Brady winning all these Super Bowls, and then like the NFL, the NFL gods are so so mean because they were like, "Hey, look, we got rid of Tom Brady for you, but instead we're going to give you this other guy and put him in your freaking division." Well, that's what so I've seen. Okay, so I've seen uh, you know this this come up uh, that like we've got a new Brady, and like the thing about Brady is we I think we got a new Michael Jordan. We had uh, we had Peyton Manning to like kind of tamper that. I mean, it was never in the playoffs, but uh, but at least you could like argue like. He's not the best quarterback playing. I mean, you you can when he's done. But for a time there, you could argue that there was another one up there. Right now, who is it? Who is the Peyton Manning to Patrick Mahomes? It's Josh Allen. Yeah, who's Joe, lost to him how Joe many Burrow. times? Joe Burrow, who's it's never Joe been Burrow, healthy. Who beaten, he's beaten him in the playoffs. Yeah, but he's he's never healthy. Um, I it, mm-hmm. There is just... It is Dak Prescott. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. In your bra. Um, <laughs> there is no, there is nobody that is on Mahomes' level right now, and it is. I don't know. I don't even know when this changes. I don't know. I don't see an end in sight. Let's see. Um, let's see if CJ Stroud. He could, he could be becomes the guy. I want him to be. Right? That'd be great. That'd be great. I, that if it's you're just, looking at that is, the, is so good. I, as you look at this, what's out there? The, CJ Stroud seems to me now. There's some really good quarterbacks coming in the league next year. And it'll take him three or four years to get here. But um, a C.J. Stroud in a couple of years could be the guy that is the is the Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady, right? To as in in the, that scenario to say that hey, I'm I'm ready to take over the crown, Your Honor. I'm I'm going to take. God, I hope someone does and, it fast. And uh, <laughs> this guy right here, Jordan Love. Let's see what happens let's, next year with him. That, that, that he's got the potential to do let's that. He hasn't shown it yet. The brakes a little on that. We're not comparing Jordan I'm Love to saying, Patrick Mahomes yet, I are know, we? I'm saying up and coming. Who can be his Peyton Manning? Okay, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think that's that's what I'm saying. But C.J. Stroud, I think, gives it could you have good, been Jake Locker. You know, it could have been. Could have been Jake. Locker. <laughs> um, I, you know, we we touched on just the the decision making in the uh, overtime, but I think it's. I think it's stupid. Maybe y'all would disagree. The NFL's dumb for having a different overtime rule for the playoffs and the regulars. I, I guess they're trying to do it because you don't want to have a bunch of overtimes and have guys get well, hurt the in the season. But they want- the fact that a real, like, I watch way too much football every weekend. There's people in my life that could attest to this. They get annoyed by how much football I watch on the weekend. And I'm sitting there watching the Super Bowl, and I'm going, wait, if they run out of time, there's – do they do the Chiefs going to run out of time and lose? Like I did not know exactly what was going on, and so that tells me a lot of people didn't know. And I know Romo was trying to explain. Romo had a rough game at times yeah. calling this, game, but <laughs> he was decent at the end there. But I just why I just don't like changing up the rules that much for the playoffs. I don't know. I just rather overtime well, I mean, rules be the same. Obviously, the idea is we don't want an overtime game, a tied game, to go six hours in uh, in week seven. Yes, um, and you get the Jets playing the the Jets on their third string quarterback against uh, whoever was playing quarterback for the Broncos this year, yeah. and all of a sudden Somebody. you go to like six scoreless overtimes. Yeah, so we I don't want. I, that. I guess and I so get like, it. That's why there is a difference. Is they actually they want these games to end as quickly as possible, but they also want you to feel like it was a fair game when it really matters. And Did, yeah. so this that rule is for the whole playoffs, not just the Super Bowl, Correct. right? That's for. But we just didn't have an overtime game yeah, until correct. the Super Bowl. Okay. Because yeah. at one point I thought it was only the Super Bowl, and then someone at work corrected me. And they're like, no, it's the whole overtime. We just didn't see an overtime yeah. game. It's well, the Josh Allen somebody has right? to, Right. Somebody well, has to move on. So it's, it is the Josh Allen role. Absolutely. Mahomes and Kelsey, I think it was on NFL primetime with uh, Chris Berman after the game. 
it was somewhere after the game, and they had a hell of a line. Like, LJ, even as a Chiefs hater, I feel like you could respect a little. They were talking about overtime, and Mahomes or Kelsey like looked at him and said, well, they changed the rule because of us, so we went and beat them with their own damn rule. And I was like, that's pretty yeah. Like that's pretty hard. Like that, that had to feel good to bars. say. If I was Kelsey or Mahomes, bars. I would love that one. Yeah. <laughs> That was that, that was really, something. Uh, yeah. Um. Okay. So the Chiefs are just. I I think at the beginning of the year, a wise person once told us just don't overthink it. It's Patrick Mahomes. It's the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Patrick Mahomes. The Kansas City Chiefs. They're crowd champions. They're going for a three peat next year. Whatever. I gotta tell Football. Time is a flat circle. There are there were three teams in the NFL that I knew were better than the Chiefs, and they beat them back to back to back. So like it's. I think a lot yeah, the of this Chiefs is faced the numbers two, three, four. Luck, but like, holy shit, they did. They did what they had to do. You can't argue yeah. with the results. They went through a gauntlet with the hardest the schedule too. Bowl, so. Wah. Ever, ever. You can't, it's the hardest you can't schedule ever. Results, no, it, right? it, it actually was. It, as far as rest time goes, it was the hardest schedule ever. Oh yeah, so. yeah. They oh, had just put the first time ever that they had. Oh, but they're so tired. Y'all can Are they tired? Tony Jacob. This was your one chance. This was your one chance, and you couldn't do it. I've, you couldn't. <laughs> I've known LJ for a long time, and no matter how y'all could y'all could say straight facts here, y'all could be totally factual. And he could be wrong. He's just going to look at y'all and go, wham, wham. So they ended the season with the Patriots, the Raiders, the Bengals without Burrow, and the Chargers. Yeah, that's tough. That's real tough for them to not have to have four bye weeks before their playoffs. But what about before? And, it's a full season, LJ. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl, Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing yards, and his two leading receivers were McCole Hardman and Justin Watson. And not to get too crazy in heroism, but uh, he also was getting the ball snapped to his feet all game long. And Thank in a you. do or die drive, his other receiver ran 10 yards backward to set up second and 13 instead of second <laughs> that was one. Amazing. It was just, <laughs> I was like, they're going to, I was, I felt bad for my homes for me. I was like, oh my God, I what is happening? celebrated. <laughs> it was so funny when they put the camera on him as he's, you know, afterwards again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. He's like pointing. No, no, no. He was trying to wave him to get down. It was so bad. It was. I can't wait for them to cut half that freaking receiver. This this was the year to get Thanos, and now Thanos has all five rings or whatever. I don't. Yeah. There you go. Snapping his fingers. It's a good wide receiver draft. So don't you feel don't you feel good for me, Cole Hardman? No. I mean, no. Everybody but LJ. So here's a guy that. Went and tried to get it and was cut basically from the Jets. It, maybe he's a lucky guy, and then he bank, winds up back with the Chiefs and then catches that touchdown pass. And it was a typical Chiefs play. It wasn't like it was a, some like wild boy. What a great play! Typical Chiefs play. Slip the inside slot receiver out into the flat and roll. It was perfect. And and anyway, I feel good for me, and you know, good for him. And maybe next year. He'll be drafted in a fantasy draft somewhere. Um, <laughs> I did see somewhere, I did see that McCole Hardman had as many receptions on the last play of the Super Bowl as he did in his entire New York New York Jets career. <laughs> so that's one for the people out there. If you, if you well, didn't. that's got to make the Jets fans feel great. And also, shout out to McCole Hardman uh, for joining Matt Snell as the only players to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl and play for the Jets in the same season. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a rare stat. That's fair. Wow. In the, in the Jets' lone Super Bowl win, they had one rushing touchdown from Matt Snell. For Matt, 40 wow. Wins, so. What a good stat. Wow. That is uh, awesome. So, so let's go to, to the halftime show. With Mr. Usher Baby. And I thought Usher did a great job pulling out uh, her on the guitar. Then he had Little John come out, Ludacris come out. I, I was very entertained with the halftime show. The skates were crazy. Alicia Keys coming out was great. Uh, I loved it, Tony. What, what, did, what did you think about the halftime show? So you named everything I liked about it until her came out. I thought this is one of the most boring halftime shows I've ever seen because even when he was dancing, he wasn't dan- He was kind of shuffling and he, it wasn't the usher kind of dancing. I was used to, it wasn't, but he, he was kind of jumping a little bit. And I, when her came out and played a song, I knew that song. And then when LeJohn and Ludacris, now I'm jamming and they, everybody started jamming. If they would have started with her that part and gone forward, 
and had the skates, that part would have been great. But I don't know what he was doing in those first two, the first couple of songs. It just, I, he didn't come out and get me. It just, I didn't, I was really concerned that we were looking at Tom Petty type of <laughs> halftime show the first couple of minutes. It's just going to be these all, just, uh, all-time hits and he's just going to up there and dance. It was not going to be good. But he finished strong. Uh, the last, like you nailed it, from her forward was good. I would. I was shocked by the skating. I would have busted my ass a hundred times over, LJ. Well, I think they practiced that, actually. I, well, yeah, I would assume, but I, I don't think there's a, an amount of practice I could do that to have me skate like that on a stage. I think it was fun-ish. I think it was a fun-ish halftime show. I kind of did like the very beginning of it where they're walking out like a marching band. Like they're like actually like kind of hearkening back to the original. Uh, there's There's not Lady Gaga flying down from the rafters. There's not, you know, it's just like, this is a halftime show. And I thought that was kind of cool, but it was also kind of boring. And then it continued to be kind of boring until, yeah, until the guest started. Rolling. Well, so I I did really enjoy it. I'm a big Usher fan, but I did have to also, I'm watching at work and we had a, a, a group of people all here that had also had to work, but we were all watching the halftime show together. And I, most of them were women who like Usher, especially for the scene when he ripped his shirt off. But throughout, they love Usher. And they were like, best halftime, you know, just the right after best halftime show ever. And I was like, now let's be yeah. honest. That's probably not like if we're really, really being honest, it's probably not cracking like the top no. 10. I mean, there's there's been some really good at halftime shows. It was it good. Cracks right Very above good. Black Eyed Peas, right above Black Eyed Peas. It, it was not a dud. It was not a dud to me, but it was not like one of those like, oh, man, that was that might have a saying for the Mount Rushmore halftime yeah, no. shows. And Jacob, I see you. Yeah, I, I think I mean, he, I, he did what I would do if I was an R&B artist. I'm going to get the slow songs out of the way and I'll just get right into the stuff everybody wants to hear. And that's kind of what ended up happening. Um, I can't get out of my head until someone sent it to me that Ludacris and Lil John were dressed like uh, the evil team from Dodgeball. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't get rid of it now, but <laughs> Usher with his like Batman six pack and nipples, like, <laughs> Yeah, but uh, no, I thought I enjoyed the halftime show. I I agree wholeheartedly. It wasn't a dud, but it wasn't anything crazy. I had a conversation with some people like, why would why would you agree to do the halftime show? Because you don't get paid. And then all you get is criticism. So what do you well, actually you get, get out of promo though? You get, a you lot get of so promo. much exposure. Yeah. I guess. I guess that's Nobody true. Nobody has he talked does have about Usher since like uh, 2017. And then as soon as Kim yeah. K put out that like commercial about him doing the halftime show, people have been listening listening to Usher since then. So it's it pays fair for enough. Himself. Fair enough. It's the Ain't charts. No that's true. That's true. That's true. Right. So Uncle Tony's doing next year's halftime oh, show. Oh, can you? I well, I bring this, up the old I, hits. This is the. Um, this yeah. is my favorite this bourbon. Is the, speaking of, <laughs> see, this right here is a slow age bourbon. Allow oh, me man, to retort. I, I hope you're ready by halftime with the egg whites. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was funny. Um, no, I. Th- this is also the. Uh, the obligatory statement. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, obligatory? yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. Okay. Nailed it. Yeah. Uh, this is the time where we still must uh, mention best halftime show Prince. ever. Prince. Prince. I mean, just, Easy. I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't like to be the people like, and it's no, there's no debating it. So I'll let you debate it. But in my eyes, Prince I'll is still anyone a top. out. I will absolutely listen to somebody. And there's been some good minutes. ones, but Prince doing Purple Rain in the Rain. It's still unmatched. With that flag, me. dude, with that just, like the with the silhouette, God, incredible. Oh, and then just yeah. it, oh yeah. There's never any. It, how is it ever going to happen again? Where sometimes somebody's singing "Purple Rain" in the I rain. think it won't. I think you he's know? dead. It, he's dead. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Oh, Lord. Right. It's not I happen. don't think it will. I think I think it's. Uh, I think we're past that. Uh, one. <laughs> Uh, is there any, um, I mean, you could have like maybe Miley do wrecking ball while they tear down like a stadium or something, but that's the closest you're going to get. <laughs> uh, I didn't see any, like the commercials. I, maybe I wasn't watching as close. So it wasn't okay. a ton. I'd like the dunkings. Dunkings was my favorite. Fun. Yep. Jesus Easily. spent 14 million ads. So I think that's yeah. crazy. I was thinking at one point, cause the yeah. first Jesus commercial was like, I was like, that's a 60 minute spot. And someone went, you know, I work in TV, so I'm at work and someone's down here watching it with 
Jesus got some deep pockets yeah. if he just got a 60, 60 second. And that wasn't his only one. He had a couple. Yeah, well, so. was, it, was, it T, was it Timu or somebody had like six? Oh, my God. That blew my mind because Tamu I kept, turn, like, I kept yeah, turning to the group is. I was with and saying, this is a mobile ad company. Like, this is this is what goes on Candy Crush. I don't understand where they got this money. That's crazy. They had like five spots. Well, no, no. Timu or Tamu, whatever it is. I guess they called it yeah, Tamu. It like I Tamu. thought everyone oh, has been calling it Timu. But it's like a... It's like eBay, like isn't it? Clothing. You can buy, it's no, like you buy it, like yeah, it's clothing like, it's, products it's, it's for cheap, but it's website. off brand um, knockoff. Yeah, it's you, it's people you, are making their clothes in chop and like But uh but but I'm just saying I've only and, ever seen these ads while I'm playing uh mobile games. And so yeah, I'm correct. shocked that no, they 100%, on TikTok like, or something. But like yeah, if, if Jesus so got well. the money, like I can imagine, you know, like whatever. I Yeah. Yeah. I did y'all the Tamu commercials, you know, there was some controversy about that. There were several uh, congressman did not want those to go on because they're it's the chi- it's a Chinese company. Sure, yeah, and they they felt like and that supposedly that that company also there's re- like claims that there's that part of the way they get their money is and they're able to sell such cheap clothes is because they sell your they they track all your data and sell it on the black web. There, yeah. There's a lot of I mean I don't know what's all true or not, but they clearly got some deep We're pockets throw out or someone allegedly because we know how much money they have now. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Hard. Well, you know what? That's good. That's good for business. If Tamu tries to come after the JPP, hey, pod, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry bring Jones it. always told me any publicity is good Absolute publicity. Scams. So we'll you up. On, bring it. All they do bring is steal it. your data and then they sell it to Russia. I mean, it, it yeah. couldn't be worse. It's the worst company ever. <laughs> and I'm saying this from the fact worst. I've got the data. Yeah. Yeah. Take that for data. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought the T-Mobile commercials were good too. They they hung into you know the the Jason Momoa. Uh, commercial yeah. I thought was funny, but the suits commercials I thought were funny. If you've been and now half the country's been downloading suits, and I'm one of them. I'm hooked. But to have the cast and stuff go through that T-Mobile, they're really hitting the hot the hot show. And and I thought those were good commercials. There was a commercial. Uh, Mark Wahlberg did a like pray. It was something about uh, it was a, a religious. He's got a, is it called homage or homage or it's, it begins with an H. It was just the way, what the, it was the form of the way they, they, that, that commercial came and he said something very, you know, it's very serious. And the very next scene was a Duolingo commercial where this little duck has another duck pop out of its butt. It's weird. Yep. And it's just this animation, but the way they played right at one after another, it was just like, wow. <laughs> to all the foreign viewers, this is what, what America spectrum. is like, actually. Yeah. yeah. Hitting all spectrums. But Dunkey's yeah. was awesome. I, that, I, well, and I it was a watch. perfect rollout by, by Dunkin' Donuts. The commercial was good. Yeah. Then the next day, they, they put those yeah. goofy looking, they were cool, but like those jumpsuit, those tracksuits, they sold out. And then the next day they released the four minute long commercial. And so like they were trending for a solid like four days. So somewhere they're their head of marketing is getting paid and they're also writing a book for how. And as somebody that buys a, you know, a bagel, bacon, egg and cheese sandwich from Duncan on a regular basis, uh, they then gave me a cheaper version of it. So then I was at Duncan twice more than I would have been this week. So. <laughs> um, well, I think you you could put Affleck and Damon together, and I'd probably watch whatever it yeah, is they did. That's true. Yeah, I mean, yeah. even LJ, even if they have Tom Brady, LJ was watching it. Yeah. So that was that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it was hilarious. It was good. It was good. <laughs> Tom, you can stay. <laughs> well, and kind of you know the commercials to me, for the most part, aren't as entertaining as they used to be. And this isn't like a old man, but it's because they get leaked on. Yeah, I think they're like we they put them out the on social media. So like, yeah. There was that awesome Paramount one where they throw Hey Arnold because he has a head-shaped football and they're going to try to throw him like with Tua in the snow. That's a hilarious commercial, but I saw it on Twitter like a week or two ago. So it wasn't like I noticed a lot of the the prop bets were like, which of these commercials comes out first? And it's like, oh, that sucks. Are you going to see uh, Aubrey Plaza or Jenna Ortega first? Are you going to see Lionel Messi or David Beckham first? And it's like, oh, I hate that we know that. Like, I would love to be Mm -hmm. surprised. Uh, Yeah, they they were better in the past because it was the first. Like, yeah, we just saw them. We're like, oh, that's so funny. That's hilarious. Well, I I will say, though, this year's commercials, I think, were a better bunch than last year's. I think I agree. I thought last year's was not very good bunch of commercials. These were pretty good. I mean, they were good. They're not the best, but they were good. We need Pepsi to get back. We need Pepsi and Coke and Budweiser to get back. I remember when Doritos was king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doritos, yeah. They were usually pretty solid. Um, Any uh, list not here, I'm sure he has plenty. But was there any Super Bowl bougie problems for anybody? Or do we have a good 
I mean, I had to work, so that was kind of a that sucked. But other than that, any, any that, bougie that problems? That sucked. That's a bougie problem. I had a little. Someone brought buffalo chicken dip, and I did what I do, and I ate too much buffalo chicken yeah. dip, and I was hurting for a little bit there. But I battled through. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you played through the pain sometimes. Yeah. Are you injured or? You're, are you injured or are you hurt? And I was just a little hurt. So I Kevin, played through the Kevin pain. played through overtime there. I mean, I know he did. I yeah. know he yeah. did. And I didn't need the coach to let the other team get the ball first so I could rest. I was ready. I was up. <laughs> you I dropped was watching. the ball as fast as you could. <laughs> yeah. Can someone explain to me why we can't have the Super Bowl on Saturday? Is it literally because the NFL is for Sundays? Is that is it literally just to because keep that slogan? The, yeah, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Super Bowl Sunday. It's just Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. It's their thing. Sunday's a better viewing day than Saturday because pe- some people want to go out and do stuff on Saturday. I would Sunday, say yes. People are at home. But yeah, but this is like the one time of year where there's like really no other sport going on. I think hockey is going on, but it's... Well, because no one wants to compete. The Waste Management actually had to... Like, no one ever wants to compete with the Super Bowl because why? But the Waste Management went to a playoff in Phoenix, that golf... Uh, oh, that's true. And so they were actually going neck and neck with the Super Bowl and it's like, God, what... I bet CBS is like, damn it, we just lost every viewer because now we're going in... And most of them don't yeah. even want to try to challenge the NFL because a lot with sporting goes. I'm mean, not saying what you like, but at least in America, NFL is king as far as viewership and ratings. I guess that's the bougie yeah. problem is I had to go to work the next day. But that's that, they really they just seem to make it to where because didn't President's Day this next Monday they just next move Monday. it mm-hmm. to the right Sunday and you get President's that's Day. That's the thing. President's oh. Day should be after the Super Bowl. That's the most American thing I've ever heard. So what you're saying yeah. is we should let in a couple more teams and extend the playoffs. Gotcha. No, no, no. You, no, just move up President's gotcha. Day. No, move up President's Day. We're already we're playing we're in moving, Brazil next year. We're, 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 yeah. we're moving the day to honor our Literally, leader or the leader of our Lincoln country. And Washington's birthday. But like, nah. <laughs> but the Super Bowl, LJ. <laughs> but it's the Super Bowl. So here before yeah, I don't have a bougie problem, but the last comment I want to make, and I know I've spoken with Jerry Jones a few times through the podcast here, so I'm going to do this again because I know Jerry listens. Yeah, big listener. Jerry, how's it going? Look, I don't know if you watched the Super Bowl and watched Clark Hunt after the game, but that is how an owner acts. That is how an owner sends credit out to everyone else but himself. Well, step one is winning the Super Bowl. Jerry, Jerry. That's how you need to act. That's your role model right there. You know what I'm Jerry's not. doing as he hears that, Tony? Counting his damn pouring money. That's what he's doing. Easy. I was about to say, he's got his egg McMuffin and he's pouring just a boatload of salt on it and going, what does this bozo know? <laughs> LJ right, knew where I was right. going. Doctor said blood so, pressure would be a problem for years. I'm going to listen to Look Tony now. Look what this now. guy's doing, man. Look what this I bet guy's that guy, doing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tony, speaking of food, I do want to, we need to, we need to get an update from uncle Tony a couple weeks ago. Yeah. We had an issue where a restaurant was just failing to serve your wife every time y'all went to go eat. Was it twice? Right. Twice. Yeah. Two times in a row and just your food would come out. Wife's food would not. Yep. So we were told that you did get in contact with the restaurant. You were going to speak to the manager. Yep. Are are you barred from said restaurant or things good? Be careful now? How, because how I have less go? time to edit. So if I have to beep a lot, it's going to really no. annoy me. <laughs> All the names will stay. I'm I'm going to use. Well, you won't believe the name I use anyway, so it's fine. I'll use Philip. Uh, the <laughs> so we know it's actually Philip. Okay, <laughs> Philip, the manager of the restaurant, um, uh, met with me, and I, I took I took the uh, just press plays advice and made a phone call, and he said, "Yeah, I'll meet with you," and so. I went and met with Philip an afternoon, and uh, he was very cordial and very nice. I explained the situation to him. He was very apologetic, said those things shouldn't happen. How can I win back? Uh, we need to win back your uh, wife's business. He didn't say my business. Yeah, no. He said my wife's business. So Smart that was really man. Good. Philip, this ain't his first and rodeo. It ain't his first rodeo. And he said, um, you know, he, he gave me his phone number. He texted me his phone number. And oh, he said, Philip. the next time you... Uh, make a reservation and are ready to come in, text me and let me know, and we'll make sure that she has a good experience. Absolutely. And oh, Phillip's so, a smart man. Straight. I bet Phillip's... You'll yeah. be fine. She's going to have a great me. time, which means you'll have a great time. Absolutely. He said... he he, And he's lucky because he said, you know, we want to make sure you guys are around because, you know, we're going to have a, a, 
a, a wine, we have several wine dinners that we like to have folks come in for. And he said, the next one coming up is Rombauer and which is my wife's favorite wine in the world. Oh, and, it's like he already knew that. Like he knew uh, that, that like, he was like, I've already done my research, but I know what I'm maybe drinking a little tonight, but, it's gone. um, uh, <laughs> What is past and, tense drinking it? Yeah. And I said, and I said, that's great because that's her favorite wine. Oh my gosh! I will text you the dates when we da 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 da. And I said, don't text me, man. Text in. Make it and right so, first. Uh, Make it right first. <laughs> so it was a great. I really appreciate JPP giving me the advice they gave me. I think it's going to work out if I can convince Cindy to get back there. I think things are going to go. Well. But like, so we have not gone back yet. Yeah, there's an extra step there now. <laughs> That's what I'm ready for that part because, yeah. boy, just for like the the comedic value, like because it would feel like a curb your enthusiasm if they somehow forgot her dinner oh, again. Yeah, yeah we'd all she we'd might we'd flip all, a table. You know, so I, I was I was very adamant with Philip. I really like this place. I want to keep coming back, but I can't keep coming back if she can't keep mm-hmm. coming back. So. Um, that would be a much more expensive option for me if she did not, and I did. And to, so, and to be clear, Philip, if you import anything from a Scandinavian country, we have power. Absolute power. <laughs> we do. Uh, We're already taking on. to be amazing. <laughs> We're already taking on. Tamu in China, so we, we, <laughs> we're not afraid it. to take someone on. Bring it, Timu, so, Timu. <laughs> Um, all right, I think that about does it. Uncle Tony, it, it looked like you might have been sipping on a nice Maybe. Bloody Mary. I don't know. So, in honor, Kevin, you would be correct. So, in honor of this. I being, know an Uncle Tony Bloody Mary when I see it, my God. In honor of this being the last uh, podcast that will be, you know, right there after an NFL game, we'll continue NFL talk, I'm sure, uh, for several, several weeks. But uh, I wanted to make one last time for a while. Uncle Tony's Bloody Mary. And so I don't think we've ever had it on the podcast. And so Uncle Tony's Bloody Mary, the 2023 edition, uh, is it had a little added to it. Tony's version. Tony's (laughs) version. So the thing about uh, uh, Uncle Tony's Bloody Mary is we start with Zing Zang, but we add six or seven dashes of Lee and Perrin's, you know, a one Mississippi pour of olive juice. One Mississippi, two Mississippi pour of pickle juice, um, some celery salt, five or six dashes of Tabasco, some secrets that I really can't talk about, and and then uh, two double shot glasses of Kettle One vodka. This is this is critical here. It's not a Tito's. I'm telling you, two <laughs> double shots of Kettle One vodka it makes about it means it's about five ounces. Five ounces of, of, of vodka, and this does make a sidecar. So you, you know, I'm not telling you to drink the whole thing. It's a big Bloody Mary, but um, but that, uh, and then you garnish it with two olives and a dill pickle in the middle. Probably the baby gherkin, gherkins or whatever you can get. The gherkin uh, olives on the outside, <laughs> gherkin in the middle, and then um, and then this is the the addition that I found to be so exciting. Is a beef yep. stick. A beef stick <laughs> makes it, man. I'm telling you, it's liquored up like a kicker in Indianapolis. Oh my gosh, this is so great! You cannot <laughs> believe how good this beef stick is. <laughs> oh wow! Well, I can attest that the Bloody Mary <laughs> Tony's version is very good. Tony's version. So. We're in our Bloody Mary era. Yeah. There you go. All right, Enjoy well, that America wraps up a great NFL season. Jacob, congrats, because you just got to run it back from last year. I'm happy yeah, for we're you. So happy. Thank you. Be nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, we'll go back to, before we know it, we'll be talking about how annoyed we are with all our other teams that aren't like the Chiefs. Yeah. And, it, and the world is fine, you know. Um, I believe now, uh, wait, LJ, scratch that, because I was going to say something, but never mind. Uh, that'll do it for this NFL season, guys. It was great. We hope uh, Pops is is living life up in Boston. I hope he gives us some good bougie Get problems some next time. Getting some plan chata. And that'll do it, guys. Peace out. You see uh, right. who the Hall of Fame eligible is? 
There's some decent names, but like I, I saw uh, uh, Akeem Talib on there, and I, I thought that was funny that he's a first ballot. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, I don't think he even gets there, does he? Uh, here's the names that I see as the. Uh, Did Devin Hester get in? Yeah, he got in. Um, and so the candidates as first timers for this next year oh, gotcha. are Eli Manning, Luke Keekley, Marshawn Lynch, Vinatieri, Terrell Suggs, Earl Thomas, Sproles, and Staley are like the big names. I would say Vinatieri and Manning. Vinatieri makes a lot of sense. Manning probably Suggs probably. Suggs definitely. You think Suggs definitely? I think Lynch yeah. has a better chance yeah. than Suggs maybe actually. Lynch didn't have as long a career. Yeah, but like a bigger. His, his career stats on his good. He's got more face. Uh, he's got more publicity. But Terrell Suggs yeah. though. Yeah. More mercy. He, he changed. One of those guys that changed the, the defensive. So Keekly is Keekly somebody we see getting in? Uh, no, it was short, well. but Keekly was really. I mean, I see like there's this Hall of Fame monitor. I don't know what it means, but the number is huge for Keekly. It's way bigger than anybody else. It goes Keekly, really? Suggs, Vinatieri is what this number indicates. Uh, but I think Keekly probably. Doesn't oh. Well, my yeah, rule he, is you to even be uh, considered, you have to have four. Second. Or you can have three first team all pros if you have three first teams that counts for the fourth. But if you don't have that, I don't think you can be considered. I think uh, yeah. on that list, Sproles makes it, but not first down. I think Sproles is a probably yeah, he's he's that guy. He changed. He, I think he changed, he changed running back the game. Yeah. I don't think yeah. he makes first round, but I think he definitely makes it. You might be right about Eli if you really think about it.